Hello and all welcome to the TNC podcast, your go-to Norwich City. Listen, uh, Norwich City have put back-to-back wins together. They have just five points off the playoffs and everything looks... The great. same as it ever has. <laughs> Good to see you. Are you well? How yeah, are you? I'm absolutely wangtastic, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, God. Wangtastic. Wangtastic. I really am. Those mug, those mugs are glorious, by the way. Thank they? you. They're fantastic, aren't they? They really are. Um, Hurricane Huang is fully set in in Norfolk, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it was a lovely finish. Was, we'll get we'll get onto that, yeah, though, yeah. Jack. Plenty to get through before we before we discuss the um, the Hurricane Huang. <laughs> Hurricane Huang. It's a busy few weeks for Norwich, actually. It is. Are you, do you feel like revitalised no. and prepared? No. I feel drained and dismal. <laughs> We've just had an international break. Yeah, we're back-to-back wins as well. Mm. So why is, are you feeling so down? I don't know. It's, it's, it's fluffing me up a little bit. Uh-huh. But um, it's, it, you know, I mean, we'll, look, we'll, go on to, we'll go on to that performance against QPR uh, shortly. But I, it, I'm still not anywhere near where I should be confidence-wise. And okay. I'm sure I'm not alone. Look, we've got loads of um, Twitter questions to get through later on in the show as well. I haven't read through them. I always like to go into them without um, you know, seeing what we've mm-hmm. got to look forward to. Not sure if they're going to cheer us up or, or make us even uh, more down about the football club. Look, a couple of things to get through before we get onto the football. A yeah. um, few of our sponsors, really exciting things going on at the moment. Butcher Boy. Now, you guys all know about Butcher Boy, a brilliant city centre drinking establishment. By the way, I walked in, I don't even think I told you this. So I walked in there on a, on a night out a few months back and it was class. It's unreal. So I just know I walked in and there was a guy just like playing like the classic Irish sort of songs. Yeah. And honestly, it was just brilliant. Like just playing belter after belter. And there was such a good atmosphere in there. Like like legitimately, yeah. get yourself to Butcher Boy. Yeah. Because Nor- the Norwich night out scene is is not far off dead. Mm. Uh, but Butcher Boy, core blimey, that's alive. It is good. Uh, even pre-match drinks. You know, yeah, good shout. There, good get shout, a little Guinness. Actually, get, yeah. get a Guinness for Shane Duffy. Yeah, get yeah. a few of those down. You know, I tell you what, if you have a few Guinnesses in Butcher Boy, those performances start to look a hell of a lot better. <laughs> uh, so get down there near Christmas. Look, go go and go and have some uh, have some fun in there. Um, and also, yes. if we're talking about fun, <laughs> we've had a delivery from Santa. Yes, yes we have. Um, the, the the lovely people at Lakens have got their Christmas brew out. Uh, it's Saint Nick's. This stuff is is hearty. Um, it's a really beautiful drop. You can get 20% off this, L- a limited time only, I must say, because we, we sold out of the lager. They're, thankfully, they've brewed more, so it's back on stock. And might I say, Jack actually told me off camera, he was like, oh, Chris, by the way, I remember this, St. Nick's. <laughs> I had a hell of a session on this uh, during lockdown. I was conked out um, after I did the whole thing in one city, yeah. which is not advisable. No. But what I would say, is if Norwich City continue to play as badly as we are, this is a very, very good thing to numb the pain of Norwich City. I, I'll tell you what I would do if, if, if I were you know, a, a viewer. I would order a barrel of this or a yeah. couple. Yeah. I'd invite two or three friends around. Yeah. I'd stick on the 2018-19 season review oh, yeah, and, just, nice. and just have a good, jolly yeah. time. Yeah. That's what I'd do. Good shout. So um, well, get so some of that. Yes, yeah, so that's St. Nick's. And I've got a shout out, Jack, as well. We are going to get to the football in a minute. I'm very, very happy That's fun. to that? have been in receipt of this Norwich City signed pendant That's beautiful. from this season, thanks to my good friend Elliot Rowe. Um, Elliot won this and he's kindly gifted it 
to raise funds for the big C. Elliot Rowe gave it a go. He did give it a go, just <laughs> like Johnny Rowe. All of this season's players have signed this Norwich City pendant. Now, you might be wondering, cool, how do I get my hands on that? I'm wondering it. Well, let me tell you, Jack. Okay. All you have to do, from the moment this podcast is released, up until the end of December, this is, this is a Christmas special, wow. okay? Anyone that donates anything to our Talk Norwich City Big C fundraising yeah, page yeah. will be entered into a competition to get your hands on this beauty, to get Gabrielle Sarah signed Norwich City pendant with the rest of those blokes as well. Um, get involved. You can you can donate as little as a fiver or as much as fifty. As little um, as you want. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's entirely up to you what what you want to give, but it's all for and we'll draw affected it by cancer. What end of the, end of December? End of December. Okay. Big C will announce it. So get your hands on that. Nice it's for charity. Nice little nice little bit of kit that. Absolutely. Um, QPR. Oh, let's start with Norwich one QPR nil. Yes. Um, second win in a row. Yeah. After the heroics of Cardiff, this was a slightly different game. Yeah. Um, look, let's start by saying a win is good. Yes, a win is <laughs> and, a win. And we should celebrate wins and, yes. and be excited about wins. Yes. The nature of the the, uh, the performance probably should not be celebrated. <laughs> that was turgid. <laughs> it was. I, I had never, ever, ever thought I would say this on a Talk Norris City podcast, but I'm about to say it and I'm going to put it to the, to the viewers as well. Was that the worst Norwich City win of all time? <laughs> like, that sounds so bad, doesn't it? Like, we should celebrate a win. But I- I'm struggling to think over my you know lifetime of supporting Norwich City whether there was a worse winning performance than that. I mean, look. The, Can you think of one? On the Sometimes kind of statistics... No, I can't. Sometimes statistics and kind of the eye test are very different. Yes. And, and you can walk away going, that was a great performance and the numbers don't quite reflect that. This was bad on both parts. I mean, I walked away going... I mean, I was slightly intoxicated, so like my, my recall wasn't great after I was quite the game. Je- I was quite jealous of you. But actually. I was going, I can't remember another shot on target we had. Well, and I was right. Yeah. <laughs> it was the only shot on target. It wasn't just the St. Nick's. No. Look, you, you speak of statistics. Yeah. As always, we go to NCFC numbers for all of our top Norwich City statistics. And this was the one that I... I mean, it, it did... I have to say, Steve, it didn't put me in a, in a state of depression <laughs> uh, temporarily. NCFC numbers. Since the start of 2011, Norwich City have only had less than 40% possession in five of 159 home championship games. It doesn't stop there, Jack. Three times when they played with 10 men for more than half the game, once against league-winning Newcastle in 2017, and today against QPR, yeah. 37.7 possession. I mean, Against QPR. Damning on a few... I, I, I read that in two different ways. I, it backed up the, the thought that it was really poor against QPR, and also... Impressive that we've dominated so many of our championship home games that's over a, that time. That's a good positive to so take. So if, if we're putting a spin on it, <laughs> no, let, let's be serious with this. It's um, the cons- the Cardiff win was great fun because of the circumstances. And yeah. We had four minutes of carnage. Yeah. And coming from behind is always you know, yeah. Adam the huge amounts of joy. So I was convinced, having watched that, that that Wagner would be gone. And obviously, we've learned over the last couple of weeks that that's not the case. Wagner was still the man in charge for. QPR and although we won and that's great and it it puts us kind of 
out of the relegation um, discussion for for a little while longer. So that's good, and we and we're looking upwards as opposed to downwards now. But this was my concern: was we've got a run of fixtures now. QPR, we've played a couple of tricky games coming up. Watford, Bristol City, both away from home. I think Watford are on the up. Bristol City on the mm. new management. Preston then come to our place, who are currently in the top six. Yeah. Pretty solid. Um, and then Sheffield Wednesday, who we should beat. I mean, they're somehow worse than QPR. But you've got a run of fixtures there where you'll probably pick up, as we've seen with QPR, win that, probably beat Sheffield Wednesday, maybe a couple of points from the other three. And that probably is just enough to keep Wagner in a job. But it doesn't propel us up the table. Mm -hmm. It just keeps you ticking over. Mm -hmm. That's not where Norwich City should be. Let's look at the, the game after Sheffield Wednesday. Ipswich Town away from home, who have got their own issues slightly different issues to us they haven't i think won in a few games um that you know have, have been in a bit of poor runner form so this is my concern this norwich team aren't improving no and the 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 real worry <clears throat> for me was what wagner said to chris gore after and he said we almost need to get less entertaining well it was a low bar anyway i mean i wasn't entertained at a lot of Norwich City performances this season but we but we're 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 quickly straying very far away from his key principles here oh mate they were they were gone mm. a, a, a light or oh, it seems like a lifetime ago now right at the start of the season when we were playing this positive proactive football you know go, go get it football that's 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 history now that quote, I'll, I'll read the, that exact quote. It wasn't the most entertaining game. Yep, correct, absolutely. But the way they defended was just great. I mean, I uh, with with all love and respect, David, I think you've gone Doolally there. I couldn't I disagree really more with that comment. Because yeah. the, I, I think we were extremely lucky that we came up against an absolute pub team in QPR. And, I, and, I, and I'll say this again. They are a pub team team they're a pub team they are a shambles Look better they're than one they of the did worst the teams they're one of the worst teams i've seen at carrow road in a decade really and the fact that they dominated possession what does that say about this north city side well i think you're right they Chris. had a glorious chance in the 92nd minute i think it was i think the name sam field if i'm yeah. correct in, in saying glorious chance all he had to do was hit the target and that ball is going in and i don't want to you know i really i, I want to try and be positive right you know, you've got to say brilliant clean sheet, fair play. First debate. But, but for David, absolutely. But for da but for David to come out and say it was great defending, I think you're clutching at straws. Yeah, and I, I think we invited them on. I mean, um, it was chair for QPR, wasn't it? Who, by the way, I thought was uh, he was the only player that looked like he didn't belong in that pub team. Um, you know, he was excellent, and actually. There was a few hairy moments, wasn't there, where QPR, if they'd taken their chances, I think they might have had seven compared to our yeah. one, um, and they and they somehow didn't take one of those seven. I think you're spot on, Chris, and I, and I think you know you would almost accept to a degree Norwich changing their approach if it meant winning games on a sustainable basis. But the two performances we've just seen back to back, Cardiff was was frantic and disorganised, yeah. and we were still trying to play this proactive style of football. What that means is, yes, you might score a few more, but you, mm. you just look so shoddy at the back. As you say, we, I think we were lucky against QPR. They've, they've scored 11 goals in 17 games. They've got Lyndon Dykes up front, who is League Two level. Yes. Very lucky to still be playing in the championship. And as you say, Chair was, was kind of their only bright spark. Norwich didn't defend well. We gave up lots of good opportunities yeah. in that game. I agree. And if you do that against 
uh, Watford, Bristol City, Preston. We lose all three. You lose all three. Yeah. So it so it's not even a performance where you can extrapolate it across the next five games and go, okay, this we've got really solid foundations. Mm-hmm. Barnes is back. He might nick a few. If you do that against the next three teams, you lose. And then you're back to square one. You go, okay, so we can't defend properly. We can't play that style. We look yeah. really vulnerable when you're on the front foot. Yes. So where are we? Well, I, look, I, I... Yeah, no, I agree with all that, mate. I, I, I'm not surprised in the slightest that David and his coaching staff have set up in that way against QPR. I'm not surprised. And it's a sad indictment of what this North City... Why does it not surprise you? Because we are an absolute horror show. We are an absolute horror show, Jack. At the back, we are dis- we, we are rank. We are awful. Mm. And so it doesn't surprise me that we've set up in that way to, to try to desperately get something against a, a woeful QPR side. Mm. It doesn't surprise me. But my point with that is that, so I'm not necessarily gonna, you know, I'm not surprised it is what it is, but this was inevitable. We, we knew we were gonna be that bad against QPR. Anyone with their head screwed on knew we were gonna be that bad against QPR. And so if I'm Ben Napper now, and I want to get your opinion on this, Jack, if I'm Ben Napper now, and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing his, his comments, early comments in his, in his um, club media that he did, and the style of football that he says he likes to watch and wants Norwich City to play is literally the complete opposite to, to how we set out against QPR. Mm. And so if you're Ben Napper, you're scratching your noggin and you're thinking, blooming heck, this is not good news. Mm. And so, yet again, you look at the data, the stats, and it and it, and all signs point towards we need a fresh change. Mm. And you know, I, as I've said a million and one times, and people have started to give me grief for this on on social media. I really respect David Wagner. I really like him. You know, a manager unlike others with with his moral compass still in check. You know, what really wants to do his absolute best for this football club. But he just can't get this this group of players playing the football that, that, that he needs to play. And I actually think it's a perfect time now to make that transition. With one back-to-back wins, we now go into, into a, a th- at least, I wouldn't say Watford, I'd, I'd, I'd take a draw. But, you know, Bristol and, and, and Preston, I'd, I'd love to get a couple of wins there. Just, you know, gain momentum before that derby game to get that new manager bounce. For me, it's like the perfect opportunity. And... and I said this on the scrimmage last week, Jack. Maybe I'm alone in this, I don't know. But I highly suspect that that Napa has already made his mind up and that what he's actually doing is he's finding his replacement. Like, I've no no doubt in my mind because if he's watching this thinking we've got a chance of getting in the playoffs, then I'll I'll be absolutely... Yeah, I think think you're spot on. And I think, you know, the whole sporting director role is something where it's aligned with head coach. And that's why it worked so beautifully between Weber and Farker at the start. Yep, yep. They were aligned on recruitment. They yep. were aligned on the way they want to play. And, they, and everything came together for a couple of seasons and worked really yep. well. What you've got now is a sporting director that wants to play a certain way with a, with a squad profile of a certain age mm-hmm. and look. Mm-hmm. That's far from it. And that's a, a big fix that, that needs to happen. And a head coach who is, is kind mm-hmm. of putting his football on life support now. And and it, and it does feel like that. It feels mm. like it's you know he just wants to come out with with his head mm. held relatively high. And and I saw a performance against QPR where it was, we just need to win this game at 
all costs. All costs. Which is, which, which, as I say, which is completely expected. What was the age stat that you talking mm. about? Connor came out with a stat on social media, didn't he? Connor, Connor saw Well, it. and again, NCFC numbers with, with this. Right, so okay. since 1980, and this is probably, it might have been the season of 1980, or Steve's numbers just don't go past or <laughs> beyond that. But since 1980, Nuri City have never fielded a starting eleven with an average age of over 30 until today. Average age, 30 years, four months. Wow. Eight of today's first 11 were aged 30 or over. Okay. Uh, also a record in that period, eclipsing the seven against David Wagner's Huddersfield in 2016-17. Oh, wow. okay. So, look, the, the, one thing is on the pitch yes. of we've, we're, we're an older squad yeah. and there, there are benefits to that. Yes, I agree. But I think the way in which we want to play doesn't suit the, the profile we've got and, and might be part of the reason why we're retracting. Why we've this. changed, yeah, absolutely. The, the other concern here is you've got I would say two sellable assets of, of significant cash in Johnny Rowe yep. um, and, and Gabriel Sara, yep. who I suspect will probably both not be here this time next What an season. assist, by the way, for Juan's Brilliant. goal. Oh, so the, the, the concern for Norwich will be they're looking at this roster of players. Yep. Who do we sell? How do we make revenue? How do we generate cash? Mm-hmm. Because we know we're in a situation where we kind of have to sell mm-hmm. to buy. Yep. Well, once you've got rid of those two, who have you got then? I mean, it, that scares me. And I think I think it, I think the stat was seven of the eleven players over the age of thirty are yeah. contracted past this season. So yeah. this isn't going away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is well, an aging squad. Well, look, I, I can see the benefits of it, as you say, of, of having a, of having a, a slightly older. Um, but you need balance. Team. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, mate. What I would say, though, speaking of age, and and, and maybe linked onto what you're about to say, is um, I want to talk about Ashley Barnes. Actually, mm. um, good to see him back. Absolutely. Great to see him back. Barnsley's back. Barnsley's back. I'm so pleased of that. And I saw, um, I think Rob Butler put something out on his um, socials. Uh, I think it was post-match maybe about, you know, Ashley Barnes back or something like that. And a lot of Norwich fans were quite somewhat aggressive in their responses, actually, about, about his performance. And I felt that was incredibly harsh, actually. I... I'm so pleased that Ashley Barnes is back because of what he brings to this team, not just goals and assists. And I know everyone's like, yeah, but that's the role of a striker. But I just feel like Ashley was brought to this club to do so much more than that. And mm. I felt, you know, as dismal and as shockingly poor as that, that, that performance was against QPR as a team, Ashley Barnes being on that pitch, for me, brings a different level of mentality. A different level of mentality. We just, I don't know, this is maybe, this, this is the eye test. Maybe I've lost the plot as well. Let me know in the comments below. But I think Ashley Barnes on this side brings somewhat of a, a strength in, in leadership. You can even see, you know, when we've celebrated goals, you know, he's going mm. to them first. You know, he's the one that's getting them up and running and he's the one that's organising and leading from the front. And so I thought it was incredibly harsh for Norwich fans to sort of jump on, on Ashley Barnes and be like, Oh, that was a rubbish performance. Like, I mean, it was what a rubbish was performance for all of them. But you know, the, the blokes just come back mm. from injury. I mean, come on, let's give him a break. Like, I have no doubt that over this next sort of three games, Ashley Barnes will be putting the ball in the back of the net. I, I, I really do believe that. I just felt it was a little bit harsh, Jack. No, I agree. I, I, look, it wasn't his finest performance, as you say. It's his first game in, in a good few months. Yeah. Also, wasn't really in his preferred position. It was basically playing in the ten behind behind Huang. So, in terms of goal scoring opportunities yeah. that is going to be less yeah. and I mean even Juan didn't have a, a, a huge amount of chances with the way we played so and, I thought I think I think having an Ashley Barnes fit 
is a is a yeah. is a help. To and Norwich. I know, and I know that the you know the, the Twitter tacticos will, will will hate this, but I don't care. It's just what I'm like as a football fan. I loved seeing the dark arts back on the pitch. I loved the rugby tackle at the end of the game. I loved it. I loved the fact that the the the, the QPR bloke got up. And Ashley Barnes just grinned in his face. Good. Mm. Because we've been nice North City for far too long. And when we're nice North City, we get trampled all over. And I know that that doesn't constitute a quote-unquote good performance. But that is an element of Ashley Barnes and his game that Norwich fans do actually need to value. And I, and I think it's telling, Chris, that the first possible opportunity to get Barnes back in he's in for the full 90 yeah like Wagner clearly rates him well, I think highly was... and think he's an important part of this squad and, and and honestly Jack I'd go as far as saying this if you substituted Ashley Barnes in that game we concede I've no, I've no doubt I've absolutely no doubt He's he is integral to the way that this Norwich City team performed let's have a word on the goal um, Huang with his with his second um, goal for Norwich City the yeah. other, one, other one was a nice finish away at Sunderland yeah a, a, you know the only chance of the game, and and took it really well. It was it was a beautiful yeah, ball from Sarah. And I think the thing that's look, I, I've not been overly impressed with Huang's Norwich career so far. I think he's, I don't think the the style that Wagner plays particularly suits him. But what I have been impressed with 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 Huang is his work rate. I don't think that can be um, criticised, and his movement off the ball. I think that there have been runs where I've got okay, like he knows what he's doing here, mm-hmm. and I thought the run. On um, on Saturday, again, it has to be picked out, and, and what a pass from Sarah, his yeah. sixth assist of the season. Um, but it's a lovely takedown, and it's, it's a, and it's a really clever finish. So fair play to Huang, and I think, you know, would I have backed Adam Eder to, to take that chance? Probably not. Mm. Well, look, I, I mean, I, look, I'll hold my hands up. I, I mean, I I probably called it wrong. Um, I obviously didn't put it on social like media, but I'll, I'll I'll own it. I was. I was furious that, that that David went with Huang over Adam. I just think Adam Eder is, is a better all-round player. But I need to praise Huang because at the start, I think rightly criticised, definitely unfit, without a doubt, oh, yeah. was unfit. Has now got himself up to match fitness. Fantastic. Is now contributing uh, you know, with, with, with a goal as well, which is absolutely brilliant. It was a lovely finish, Jack. It's so difficult. The way he brought that mm. ball down and then slotted it home, a hell of a lot of bloody pressure on that yeah, ball, yeah. considering the lack of chances we're creating at the moment. I have to give him credit, and I want to give him credit as well. It was brilliant to see Huang take his chance, and I hope that he continues to, to deliver um, and, and take those chances because Norwich aren't creating a lot of chances at the moment, so we need strikers that, that, that can be clinical. Um, and you could argue that is what Huang has been. Where, do, where does it leave us... No, I mean, a couple of wins, like, feel-good factor is, is back to a, to a degree. At least it's nice to kind of... Well, it's not, is it? No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's nice to win football matches. Correct. But where does it leave us? Because, you know, I don't know what's going on now in regard to, to Wagner. I, I, you know, I sort of pinned my colours fairly firmly that I thought he he was gone post-Cardiff, irrespective of, of the results. Yeah. That's clearly not being the case. Let's say... Uh, 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 what are we three weeks from the from the Ipswich game now? Yes. Will he be in charge for that? Do you know, Jack? I I don't I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. Do you think he deserves to be? Um, if you were better, no, no, I don't think. No, no, I don't think he deserves to be with the with the record that that he's. Had. I have to always provide the context here because it is important, particularly because I'm getting grief for it at the moment. That David has. <laughs> 
has got a bit of a dodgy pack of cards here. Well, that's like, the, I, like I know that his in-game management has been questionable over that run of particularly poor form before these back-to-back wins. I know that the lineups have been questionable. Um, I, I, I totally get that, but we have to remember the players that he's got. Uh, his that disposal. is the argument. The argument of not sacking him is that, that people say that it's probably an average squad and they deserve to yeah, be around and, the and table. of course, the injuries. I still don't think that that excuses the way that we've defended. It doesn't excuse the mentality. It doesn't excuse the lineups, the engaged management, the way the teams have continued to come out after half-time and concede pretty quickly after the after half-time. God knows what's being said in that changing room. It's, it's been a complete failure um but i think but but my gut says he will be the manager for 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 the ipswich game which concerns me hugely and and i said this on social media and i think people thought it was bait and i promise you i'm i'm telling the truth and nothing but the truth if north city managed to win this derby match at port at portaloo road it will be the most funny win ever because they should absolutely trample all over us Mm. they really should our defense Mm. By the way, um, random one. No one's talking about this. I'm disappointed for Jaden Warner that he didn't keep his place. I don't, I don't know why. Why I, I don't understand why Duffy got his place back. Well, I mean, the argument would be that that Warner's you know last couple of games they've conceded a fair few goals and Duffy comes in. But, and I, but he's it not up. been at fault for any of those goals, as far as I remember. <laughs> I, I I think it's it's not just the Warner thing. I think Wagner's gone here. We just need old heads in. Maybe, mate. Maybe. I'm just disappointed for Jane Warner because I think he's a top player already. And I know that, particularly in training, the, the boy is looking absolutely fantastic. And I really, really hope he gets given more of a chance. And by the way, speaking of players that deserve more of a chance, here's one. Borja signs. Mm. I mean, blooming heck. That just, to me, makes no sense. I mean, I can't believe the lack of game time. I think, I think that the signs thing comes into a bigger conversation here around just how unbalanced this yeah. squad is we've or got so like, we've got so many him, wingers yeah. we've got no defensive midfielder we've got no real number 10 signs might be that player but he'd probably prefer to be out wide well the dm we have got is kenny you have to say that i don't think he's a defensive midfielder well, look I, I think he look i think he's always looked better in, in those forward positions but I would, what i would say to then contradict what i've just said is he has been one of our most consistent performers this season look i know there's plenty of questions around science on twitter so let's get into that now let's do it as always, a massive thank you for your questions on Twitter. If you want to uh, get in touch in future weeks, just drop us a follow on there and uh, send us a line. And do it. Yeah. Um, Go on. Let's start with Christine Dye. Christine, thanks so much for getting in touch. She says, do you think Danny Bart has done enough to secure his place in the starting eleven? Well, you've mentioned Jaden Warner. Danny Bart, uh, you know, we, we had Kyle Lafferty syndrome yeah, over yeah, him. Players saying. always get better when they're not being played, it seems. Look, I don't think Danny Bart's necessarily done anything wrong. Yes. But I think the tests that he has had so far have been fairly basic. I think yeah. all of our defenders, Gibson, Duffy, Bart, are of a similar profile. Mm-hmm. Players that can sit deep and, and head the ball away. I think yep. they're all quite capable of doing that, as you should be as a championship centre-back. I think it gets more difficult, and I don't think he had this test on... Um, on Saturday against QPR because he had Lyndon Dykes to defend if you get a nippy little Watford forward against Mm. you who's trying to peel off the shoulder I think that's when he starts to struggle I think it would be unfair of me to say that he can't do that because we haven't really seen it I think we saw a little bit against Cardiff Mm. and I think on the whole he probably failed that assignment um, but I, I don't think I just think but he's I, very I think he's average well I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to jump to his defence thing because I think it's incredibly harsh sure. because, because we have to remember that he's barely played 
he's, he's barely played, mate. Um, Have and, you and seen... We, are, we must provide that context as always. We've signed Sunderland's player of the season last season. and There's they, a reason they, they let go of him. Okay, all right. But Sunderland won more games than they lost. They look, they look like a tidy outfit back in the championship. And so I, I think I think that's... I, I don't agree with that. I, I, to answer Christine's question, I do think he's done enough to keep, to keep himself on the side. Although I do think he's helped by the fact that you know the, the the other defenders have been so poor. I just I, I do you think know I, I just think if you'd have had Gibson in there, Duffy was in there. I mean I think they're all just very similar players. I think the only the only differentiator is I think Gibson is a is a better passer of the ball yeah, than yeah. those those two centre backs. No, that's fair. Um, but yeah, no, no. I, th- I think Danny Bart's done enough. I th- I, yeah, I think he's a, he's a player who you know what you're getting from. I think we'll put in regular kind of six, seven out of tens. Whether he is the defender to progress Norwich City forwards is another is another matter and I think this comes back to the way in which we're playing football now I think Wagner's probably looked at this squad and gone I don't know if I've got the tools here in certain areas mm-hmm. to to play this oh yeah absolutely play. yeah and, and that's that, why he's changed yeah. it? and I agree um John Garland um, hello John hello John Let's read John's profile. John's a very clever man. By the way, professor of criminology. <laughs> seen some, cr- seen some crimes at Carrow yeah, this season. Crimes against football against QPR. <laughs> he says, first home game I've been to in a while was so shocked by how poor we were and how detached the crowd were. Not angry, not even annoyed, just not bothered. And I have to agree, John. Like it, it is at apathy stage. It is, isn't it, John? It is. And I think this is a really good point, actually, John. And, and you're right. I think the... The atmosphere is muted, and I think there's a. I think it's a fairly obvious reason why. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting behind. I'm going to watch a Norwich City team. I don't know the way they're going to play. I don't know who the person, you know, in six months' time will be that's leading us forwards. There's not much to kind of. There's no identity to get behind. There's not a. There's not a greater thing to believe in here. And I think we've had that under previous managers and, and, and we, I don't think we do under Wagner I think there were moments of it at the start of this yep. season where you felt like something was maybe building mm-hmm. I just think we're at a stage now where we're mid-table I, I, I don't think we're going to be too far off where we are now come the end of the season we've got a manager who we probably know won't be here at the end of this season we've got a new sporting director who hasn't really told us too many plans and that's nothing against him because yeah. he needs time to bed in yes we're just in a in a period of of meh like and, and a team where you go cool even our you know our even, mm. well Roe wasn't playing on saturday which i don't, I don't think has been noted i think we really missed him yeah i agree but you that. just go and do you know what jack yeah but do you know what jack norris city can't afford no no because we are in a murky financial situation yeah. and what is coming up? Season ticket renewals. Season ticket renewals. And I tell you what, there's going to be a substantial drop-off in season ticket renewals. And people, I know that people will renew. And as always, I'd, li- I'd like to say, fair play, you know, the Norwich fans, some of the most loyal supporters in the land, genuinely, not just saying it, take my yellow and green glasses off. You know, we, we were selling out the stadium in League One, unlike the blue and white binners down the road. And... We will continue to renew our season tickets, but I do just get a strong, strong sentiment. The fans have truly had enough of watching this turgid football. You know, and I do think that if we go into that season ticket renewal period of meh, aka we've still got David Wagner, we're not hearing much from Ben in terms of the future. 
What I would say maybe is maybe we'll hear something at the next AGM from the Athanasios, which th- will perhaps lift the spirits somewhat and give Norwich fans some hope to cling on I to. I think you're right, Chris, because I think if you look at the last couple of renewals, you had... So off the back of a disappointing Premier League campaign, but historically we've been really good at bouncing back. We don't bounce back, but we've got a man in in Wagner who we're we're kind of pinning hope onto. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. And now you're coming up to a season renewal where financial... you know, the financial situation in this country is really difficult and people are looking to cut back where they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the season ticket is going to be one of the first to go because it's not cheap. Um, Well, no, 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 not cheap. 600 quid a year. No, let's make it clear. It's it's the most expensive, one of the most expensive tickets in in the championship, isn't Mm. it? If not the most expensive. I actually think it's more expensive than some of those Premier League clubs as well, if I'm right in saying, correct me if I'm wrong. So... Look, the, the club need to pull their finger out. And I, they, they, they cannot continue to afford this meh feeling to, to continue on. Uh, but I think we need we need, we need to refine our identity. And these are all big, like this. these aren't easy fixes. We need to find an identity. We need a squad that we believe in and can see a future in. All I'm seeing at the moment is kind of older players coming to the end of their career. A couple of them probably looking for a last paycheck. I don't know. I'm... I just don't think we're good enough. And maybe that, and maybe you're being harsh. So if you are being harsh, then let's get a gaffer in that can actually get these yeah, boys yeah, yeah, playing yeah. as a cohesive unit. I want to change the tact yeah. here. Um, Matt S at Timu Pookie mm. Babies is handle. Well done for getting that handle. Um, they say if Huang carries on scoring and Sergeant will be back to full fitness, who is likely to start up front, or will Wagner go to two up front? Hypothetically speaking, if he will still be manager but can't see him in charge after the January transfer window. So, I, I think effectively what Matt is saying is if Huang continues scoring. Is he going to keep his place in the team, or will Sarge come straight back in? I think Sarge will come straight back in. I think he's a far better player than than Huang. Yeah. Look, I think with Huang, certainly over the last couple of games, he's looked brighter. Yes. And I think whether he's third or fourth choice striker, I think he's a, he's a good option to have there. But I think that's what he is. I think the, the best Norwich have played this season, and in general, is when you've had Barnes and and Sargent in there. I think both of them go in above Ida. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you've probably got Ida as third choice, and then I'd probably say Huang as, fir- as fourth choice. We've also got to look here in terms of building forwards. Huang's not going to be here next season. He might not even be here after January. Yeah, who knows? Sure. So to to play Huang ahead of those guys would be would be silly. Um, he's, he's he's certainly. I think you need to look at the system as well. And Sergeant suits the system where well. I don't even know what we're trying to play, but <laughs> what we were trying to play is Sergeant suited better. So I think Sergeant comes straight back in, as with Barnes, and I think we will look a better team when Sarge is in here. Let's stay on Hurricane Huang. We've got a rave statement coming from Joseph, and say, and he says, "If I've said it before, and I'll say it again, if Huang gets good service, he will score goals. He's a very good finisher." and a very good striker at this level. Very composed and very experienced. I think he could be big for us. Also, this is he always gives 100% great work ethic. Well, Joseph is is clearly um, it, on the on the fantastic train. Um, I disagree with lots of that. I don't, do you? I, I don't think he's a particularly great finisher. I think his work rate's been well, fine. Well, we did see one in that QPR game, which was which was probably on par with O'Neill's attempted... <laughs> Hi, Anel. Anel's attempted volley from the corner. Bless your heart. I mean, it was a howler. And it, and and um, 
quack quang and a howler as well, where it almost went out oh, into yes. Riverside retail car park, <laughs> didn't it? I mean, blooming air. Look, I, I, I think let's not get too overboard here with, with Huang. He scored two goals in, what, yeah. 10 plus games. He's, all, he's, he's, all, a, he, he's an all right player at this level. Yeah, he's okay. But he, this he, is he's it. a good player to bring off the bench at 80 minutes when you hopefully yeah. tune it up. I don't yeah. think he's anything more than that. And I think if, if he was as good a player as you know he was there, we wouldn't have lost as many games as we have done this season he's he's fine i'm certainly not getting excited about him i don't think any you know kid wants to grow up and, and be huang when they're shooting in the in the playground put it that way maybe we've not had enough of this um in this podcast uh chris whitting uh chris whitting Great 32 name. he's from wharton in england um and he says statement outplayed against the team's second bottom we were so poor good goal and through ball other than that shocking Barnes is so underrated. Great finish from Huang, but Ida has to start in front of him. Our play is far too slow. When we play fast, teams can't deal with us. Look, I think, well, there's lots of statements within that one statement, Chris, you cheeky bugger. Um, what's your reaction to that? I, I, I don't feel as sorry for Ida as some people do. I, I, I don't think he's necessarily done anything to guarantee a starting place above Huang. I think he's been fine. Uh, but he's also, I think, missed opportunities in terms of He's been given a lot of opportunity. I think I saw he's played 100 games for Norwich. Yeah. And what's he scored? But, but, 10 but, but, goals? But, 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 I know a lot of them have come off the bench. Absolutely. But, and like little tiny one-minute no, cameos. No, Jack. nobody should be guaranteed a starting and place. And I don't think Ede has justified that. But he should have, no, but he should have had a loan. Oh, I'm going, I'm going about it, isn't it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually defend Adam. We can't Eder. say I'm that he got. Adam we Eder. can't say he got the team wrong when the striker he started scored our, scored our only chance of the game. I will, I will defend Adamida here. I am actually with Chris. I think Adamida needs to be needs to be starting. Adamida's numbers, just despite scored. all the naysayers, look at Adamida's numbers this season, and then come back to me. Okay, minutes played, goal scored. He's one of the best. He's one of. He's up there. I think we're being far too sentimental about him. I. I right. Okay. Fine. We will agree to disagree. Let us know in the comments where you stand on Adamida versus Huang. Because you know it could have quite easily gone on Saturday. He starts ahead of Huang. He misses his chance, and you're going. Oh, you know, another game goes begging. What about this from the Erlen Review? I don't know. I find it remarkable how badly a team can play and yet still win a game in the championship. Well, See, this is it, Jack. And you said at the start of the podcast, and I actually posted this during the game, and, and people didn't like that um, for some reason. i just like to try and grab a positive whilst I can. Please just allow me to do that. Um, we were at one point during that game, three points off the playoffs, right? And look, people don't want to talk about that. Um, but it does just show, yet again, how... Shit, and let's not say average. How shit this league is! How how yeah. how have we gone on that run, and yet we are still only? I think we're now we five, five points off now. No, you're spot it's on, crazy, Chris. Isn't it? You're spot on. I think on, the Earlham Review has got a great point. Yeah, you're spot on. How I have think, we won that game? I think you've got a side in Leicester who are who are probably still Premier League quality. Oh, 100 percent. You've yeah. got a, a pack of three behind them in Ipswich, Leeds, and Southampton who are better than the rest but yes. even still not incredible okay and then you've got i mean like hull and preston up near yeah. well in the top six yeah. west brom yeah 
not elite sides. And I think Norwich should be looking at this, being incredibly thankful that they're still within touching distance. It, it leads on nicely, Chris, to, to Willemots. Yes, up the Willemots. And, and we know that, that Weeds... Thanks for cutting my grass. We know that Weeds will always outgrow grass. Yeah. We also know um, that Willemots has a great question. He says, thanks for the six points, David, but five points away from the playoffs is a perfect time to change wow, we've said that backroom already, staff. We've got the players. Let's get the right man to sort it out mm. at Colney and get to Wembley. I think it's a great point. Yeah, and I don't I, screw and, that. And, I, and, I, and I, that's why I thought post-Cardiff, great time to get rid. Goes out on a somewhat of a high, having mm-hmm. just won. You've got a nice break to, to bed in your tactics and you've got a run of fixtures now from now until the new year where you could get a real run of form going. So, speaking of that, we've got a question in from Tance. Legend. Hello, Tance. Nice to see you. Danny Tancy. Uh, says, how many points do we get in the next five? What is acceptable? Would you take a lower amount if we won the derby? Interesting. Do you know? Do you know, Tans? How that's, low are we going? That's quite <laughs> naughty, actually. But I have, I have to admit, I am at the situ- I'm at the place now in this season where I would take a lower amount if it meant that we won the derby because as I've said it would be the most hilarious win against the scum ever well and it's something to hold on to I mean it's unlikely we're going to get into the playoffs so to have that little nugget of winning at Portman Road would be lovely yes and so Jack how many points are we going to get and let's let's start to talk about it in the next five so obviously we've got Watford tomorrow night by the way there's a TNC watch along yes. so make sure you tune in to um, endure the, the misery of what will be Watford away with us it will be fun and games as always Watford away I'd love a point but I think we lose I'd bite your hand off and I would totally agree Bristol away same I'd love a point think we lose really I'm the new management in Manning. I think that. Oh, really? oh, yeah, he's quite highly rated, isn't and, he? And I, and I think, look, I, I don't know what. You think, we, you think we lose that game as well? Yeah, I do. I think okay. you know if, if we're going off of the Cardiff and oh, the and God. the QPR. I game, know, and, and I know, and annoyingly, you're right. I want to argue with you, but you're right. Preston at home. This is an interesting one. Preston were flying at the start of the season, and they're still in the top six. But I look, they they, they just recently lost to to, to Cardiff. At home, it was a last-minute winner, wasn't it? In the ninety, who, who we nearly that. lost to. Uh, yeah, very true. I don't. I kind of, I kind of fancy a draw against Preston. Maybe. Well, I mean, again, you know, you famously say how low have your standards slipped? How low have your standards slipped? The fact that you love a point against Preston at home. No, no, I, no, 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 no. Right, right. I wouldn't love a point against Preston at home, but but it does say Is how that far we've fallen. Of, yeah. That I believe that that's all we're capable of. And then, right, Sheffield Wednesday I mean, we at home. Ha- we have to be. I mean, I've they scored said, eight goals in 17 games. I've said the QPR are a pub team, right? If QPR, if QPR are a pub team, then Sheffield Wednesday are, are, are like a, a vet's outfit. We could be looking at one of the worst teams in Championship history in Sheffield Wednesday. Seriously? We have to be. Do you mean that? Yes. Seriously? Yes. Really? Yes. I love that. Have to beat Sheffield Wednesday. Okay, and so we've then got Sheffield Wednesday as a warm-up to... The derby, which is after that, it, it, Chris, it, it does really concern me because, I, look, if I'm if I'm going off of performances of the last two months, yes, we win just one game in, in our next few leading into Ipswich, okay, which and, is the and one, that's which not is a good place Wednesday to be. Home. Oh, so God, no. what I'm saying is, we it, it shouldn't be we maybe should we have to change head coach, okay, Let we are know. we are at a point of the season of real make or break. It's interesting. Tans. Of real make or break. You either you either commit 
to our, our endeavour of playoff football, which is what the board said we were capable of at the start of this season, mm-hmm. or we accept mediocrity. The choice is with you. This is only going in one direction with David Wagner. It's up to the club. Do they, want, I, I, do they want a chance of playoffs or are they happy to settle for 13th? Mm-hmm. It's up to them. Or maybe they're not happy, but they just can't afford to change it. Who knows? Speaking of mediocrity, an interesting question from Ben, who says, would you have welcomed five points off the playoffs and 13th at the start of the season? Now, this is, an, this is, a, this is a naughty question, Ben, uh, because a lot of us were saying that we were in big trouble. You, well, you especially were saying we're in big trouble. I would say if, we, if we're going, if we're putting a, a par on this season, I think 13th is probably about par for Norwich. Mm-hmm. I think if they finish 13th, it's probably where a lot of people would have expected us to finish. I'd say we probably are where we deserve to be. We had a nice start. It tailed off. We've won the last couple. So would you have taken where we are now? See, for me, I, I, probably. Just, I think you have to provide that context of what we've seen and how we've seen yeah. it. And like, I, I know where you're going, Ben. You probably would say, yeah, it's all right. It is all right. So maybe we're... Maybe Norwich fans are being a bit too negative, maybe? Maybe, I, think, I don't know. I think that the, the, the interesting thing around this is is we could be 13th and five points off the playoff, but you can feel something building. Something's happening. And that's okay. But, but and you would you, accept that. But what you can feel... Nothing's building here. We, yeah, no, we, we, we basically, you know, we, we've moved into a 1960s house. It has the potential to be really cool. But we haven't got the money to We do haven't it got up. the money and it's slowly just kind yeah. of disintegrating around us. And it's there's got moles starting to yeah. come into the ceiling. And there's lots of land, but the land's sort of rotting yeah. away and the grass is you know, we need Willamots yeah. in, we can't afford him. What about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna inject out of nowhere a positive a, po- a positive it's need statement to be a strong dose. From Matt Gregory, who says statement haven't lost or conceded since Ben <laughs> Napper took over as sporting director. <laughs> there we go. That's cling true. on to it. That's cling true. on to it. That's true. It's going to change against Watford. Let me tell you. But I'll take that positivity, Matt, and thank you for providing that. Really appreciate it. Over to you. Yeah, I mean it's Finn Brown, and, and I think this is an interesting one. There's been a few people get in touch saying they haven't been to loads of games this season, but they are at QPR. Okay. Finn says I don't regularly go to games. Usually can only get to four or five a season. But I couldn't believe just how much the atmosphere at the ground had fell off since yes, I last went a couple of terrible, months back. Terrible, terrible. I was watching with a neutral um, who's a friend from uni and felt a bit embarrassed. This is well, it is embarrassing. This is important because we're there. You know, we're season ticket holders, and I think the decline of stuff feels let more bearable when you're seeing it over time. It's more mm-hmm. gradual. When you're only going to a few games a season, it's a lot more stark in terms of the drop-off and Finn and we had John earlier saying, you know, this isn't a quick this really isn't a quick turnaround. We've talked about the aging squad. That's not changing anytime soon. Yes. We've talked about the the way in which we're we're playing football. That could potentially change, but it's not going to be quick. We've talked about the finances. That's not quick. <laughs> but but we do need to start trying to make this change, and I think Ben Napper wants to do that. Of, and course, whether, of course he does. And whether he's, he's got not, that's not a thing. Of course he wants to. He wants to change it. So let's see it. Yeah. Let's start to see it now. We've heard it, but actions speak louder than words. For sure. We need to start seeing change. Yeah. And we and, do. and and everyone will say. You know, sacking Wagner isn't the silver bullet. It's not. No, it's and not going to change yeah, anything. And, 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 and let's just have a quick 
pause there, Jack. Yeah. We must emphasise this strongly because yeah. I think people have started to say, oh, you know, our TNC want another manager sacked, yada, yada, yada. As as we always like to say, like, this just this isn't just a sack David Wagner and it all changes. We have to remember that it's not just David. The coaching staff as a collective contribute to how this team performs. So it's not just on David in that respect. Of course, the players need to take a lot of the blame and responsibility for how shocking we've been this season. Of course, the board need to take the blame for letting this club get to the point that they've got to. Of course, Stuart Webber, who was who hung his hung his tie up, so to speak, earlier on in the year and hung about for, for, for the time that he did, he should take some responsibility and blame. So we, let's make it clear, Jack, we're not saying sack David and the tide instantly turns. But what we are saying is that we believe at this stage that fresh ideas, fresh impetus, fresh energy with new coaching staff could just maybe just get the car out of gear two mm. into gear four. It could. And then things start to snowball from there. A couple more wins, a couple yeah. more exciting performances. Absolutely. Atanasio start yeah. to come in and have a bit more influence, yeah. maybe a bit more cash. Yeah. Might convince the likes Imagine. of John Rose to start, stay for another season. Let me feed you a wet dream. <laughs> wow. <All right>. Imagine <laughs> we get a new gaffer in. Yeah. Yeah. Before the derby. Mm. We be- obviously will beat Sheffield Wednesday, obviously, because they're an absolute car crash. Um, but seriously, if we don't beat Sheffield Wednesday, sack the lot of them, all of them. I, I mean, everyone, clear the whole club out. <laughs> I mean, I mean that honestly. They're so bad. That's still a way off, yeah. But my point is, here's the wet dream. Okay, okay? imagine when new gaffer comes in. Yeah. yeah, we tonk Wednesday. Yeah, he, whoever he or she, rocks up at the presser. Yeah. Before Ipswich, gives it large. Yeah, we somehow beat Ipswich at Portaloo Road with a new gaffer. You know, two wins back-to-back. Yeah. What's happened previous to just, just, just ignore that, okay? Imagine the feeling at this football club. Mm. If you beat, if you tonk Wednesday, somehow beat the scum at Portaloo Road, despite all of the circumstances as things stand. Then it's a Christmas. new gaffer. Yeah. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Do you know what, mate? I'll be, I'll be drowning myself in this St. Nick's. Yeah. No, no, but let's talk about it. Let's have some hope. But do you see that? Imagine, happening? imagine if the club make that decision and get a new gaffer in, and we get a, and we get a new gaffer bounce. Mm. Imagine, the, imagine a gaffer going up to the fans at Portugal and actually pounding his chest. Mm. To and then all oh, the fans all over the that that dodgy shanty of a, of a roof they've got at Portugal. Imagine. Yeah. But the club can make that happen. Mm. Wake up. Mm. Wake up. I Wake like that. up and yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Because this season isn't over. Mm. It's mm. not fucking over. Mm. Okay? But you've got to make a change sooner rather than later. And who knows? Mm. Who knows? As turgid as it's been, beat Wednesday, somehow get a new manager bounce against against Ipswich at Portu Road. The game could change. That's got blood flowing to parts of my body I didn't know existed. It's, and I need to make this clear: it's not going to happen. It's a complete wet pipe but dream, you, right? You, but you keep but, referring to the season from Sheffield Wednesday onwards. What about the three games before that? Well, if we keep Wagner, <laughs> then it, it is just going to be what we've seen against think, QPR, think, isn't it? Think, We're going to continue to sit up in the same way. Yeah. We're going to concede goals big time because mm. QPR. I mean, talk about scoring in a brothel. I mean, mm. my God. You're right, though, that they do have the ability to at least try and change this. Look, we could sack Wagner, we could bring someone in and nothing could change. Yeah. But, but at least you've tried. Yeah. 
because at the moment all I'm seeing is damage limitation. Let's yes. keep this yes. on life support yes. for a bit longer. But we know what's happening. We know what's happening. We do. That what I will do though. So just out of attempted balance, we should give them all credit for managing away and home back to back wins. Like we have to. We do have to give them credit. We do have to give them credit for that, Jack. Okay. Um, right. Let's come on. Cheer, cheer up. Let's look cheer at. Up. Let's look ahead to the, this week. Then it's a, well. It's a really busy month. We're in big trouble. You know, <laughs> end of November into December, it's going to be frantic. Yeah. Starting eleven, I'm interested with going into Watford and Bristol City. Do you change anything? Um. Yeah, I do. Okay, I do. What do you do? I. I don't. I, I want to see. I want to. See, despite Quang playing as well as he is, I, I want to see Adam Eder start. Okay, I do. People will disagree with me, but I, I do think he warrants a start. I want to see Jaden Warner back in over Duffy. Okay, I, I do. Um, I think again, that's fair. people will criticise me for that, but that's just my honest opinion. I want to see Jaden Warner in that team yep. and getting games. Okay. I think it's important. I think he's more than capable. If I see PP at left back again. I am genuinely very close to not renewing my season ticket. It's it's a joke. It's a joke. Well, that didn't we happen last see, year. We, yeah, but thank God. Yeah. We cannot see that again. I, I can't see it. Mm. I, I just I, I literally. In fact, if that's the lineup against against Watford, I might not take part in the watch along. <laughs> Seriously. I want to see Borja. Bring one of these, and it'll be fine. See, I want to see Borja yeah. signs start yeah. a game yeah. as well. That would, they I would think, be the three I, I would I change think as well. It, it's very interesting to me as to whether he starts out on the wing or whether he plays in that number 10 role. He is a winger, not a number 10. I think there's a bit of misunderstanding with that with within the, the, the Yellow Army. So perhaps he should start over O'Neill. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe O'Neill comes in off the bench to be the powerhouse that he is because the last person you want making all of those runs against you is an El Hernandez off the bench. So maybe that's where we do it. Or maybe Borja starts the other side, maybe. I don't know. Just I, I would like to see him have a start. I yep. would. Um, but, but, but critically, we have to win by hook or by crook. Against Watford, it's going to be an early Christmas miracle. They look like a really tidy outfit, and I worry against us. I agree. I think a, f- a few changes that Warner comes in for me. I agree. I think Duffy against the Watford attack scares me. Yes. Um, let's throw this into the mix. Go on. No Huang or no Ida. Mm-hmm. Barnes in the nine. Okay. Signs in the ten. I mean, it turns me on. And then, and then you can either bring in Pojeta for yeah, Hernandez, yeah, like... or you leave it with Fastnacht and Hernandez. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm all right with it. Let's see that. I'm all right with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, Look, who knows? I mean, at, at this point, as you say, Jack. I mean, I liked your analogy early, earlier, earlier on. It is a case of. We've bought a- this team are on life support yeah. now. It's just do just whatever we do. It's just it's just prolonging the inevitable, yeah. isn't it? So busy week. Um, Let's it, pray it, for some points. An important week, and I think look, we'll be on this Monday next month. Be on this Monday. Be on this podcast next Monday. A lot could have changed, yeah. or we could just be in the same situation. We've scraped the point yeah. from a possible six. Put it this way: Wagner's get- still in charge. Yes. We've had a couple of drops performances, or we've got a different manager, or. We've won them both. If we've won them... Right. Let's put this in the room. No, no, no. Go on. Let's play devil's advocate. Yeah. Let's put this in the room. Yeah. If we win the next two, Watford away and 
Bristol away. Mm. Has David got a case to stay at this football club as manager, Jack? Well, I think he would. Because he's then won four in a row. I think he would have a case. I don't think it happens. But what we would have to see an improvement in performances. Of course. I think that's the key thing. We need something to believe in. Because I am not watching Norwich City have one shot on target. Do you know, man? And that's also just not sustainable. Oh, no, I know. I know, I know, I know. But take take away all that. Let's talk about the feeling and and those that that endured. And it was endured. I I think that I, I I got home after that QPR game, took off my scarf, hung it up. Defrosted. Went like this. I slouched on the sofa. Yeah. I thought that wasn't worth it. I went out today and I saw one shot on target. One shot. One shot. One mm. against QPR. Mm. That's a disgrace. We have to. We have to see an improvement in performances. I mean, the flip side of that, and look, look, we could keep going around in circles. You've said very often on this podcast that you just want to see results, and I get, and I guess we saw that. And do you know what? I've learned something, Jack. I've learned something. You don't something. want that. No, no, no. I, I, I'm okay. I actually thought I was all right with that. And I am, but not that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that bad. Yeah. Oh, you know, just win was something I, I'd like to say, but we can't just win like that. Yeah. No, I can't put myself through yeah. that anymore. Look, it's um, it's going to be a fascinating week or so. We it, it's out, it feels like we've just lost two in a row as opposed to one two in a row. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But the way that we've spoken on this podcast, maybe. Feels like but we're it. just we're just frustrated. I mean, I'm sure people agree with us. Don't forget to buy yeah. Saint Nick's for your Christmas stockings. Your dis- discount code is in the description as well yes. as the link. Don't forget that we have got a Norwich City pendant available to win. If you donate to our TNC Big C page, you can Links donate as little as £5 or as much as £50. Or a quid. Um, or a quid. And um, being with the chance of winning a Norris City sign pendant from this season. And also, we've got the watch along, if you're watching mm. this after Tuesday, apologies. We've got the Norris City watch along on Tuesday night. Looking forward to that. Live and, at 7.45. And we've got something else up for grabs Have coming we? soon. Oh. Excited. Coming soon. Um, the next Norwich City home game as well, or just Christmas parties in general, get into the Butcher Boy. Yes, do that. Chris, good to see you. Yeah, ish. See you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm feeling fantastic. <laughs> see you, everyone. Bye-bye.